0: It's Monday, the 7th of December, 2020. My name's Alex Elliott, and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, a program that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened, and why we should care. I'm joined this week by Kolbe Dmitadarsson, the news editor at vísir.is. Welcome to you. Yes, hi, Alex. Hi. Great to be on the
1: show.
0: Now, um, this week, the Grand Chamber of the European Court of Human Rights ruled on Iceland's appeal and sided with previous rulings that laws were broken in the appointment of judges to the Landsrektur Appeals Court. The significance of that latest ruling is still being debated in Reykjavik. In virus news, Vidi Reynason was taken to hospital on Friday, and police are investigating possible contagion control breaches at the airport and at a protest in Reykjavik this weekend. Despite this, the numbers in recent days have been better, and there are hints that we could be seeing a slight relaxation of the rules this Wednesday. Now, we all know the economy is in ruins, so to speak, um, but the head of the Tourism Industry Association now says he foresees fewer bankrupt businesses than previously feared. The head of the Directorate of Labour has struck a newly more positive tone over the weekend. The krona is strengthening, and the housing market remains positively vibrant for some reason. Um, news that Iceland plans to start vaccinating people in January has undoubtedly helped. The Social and Children's Affairs Minister has introduced a new bill aimed at closing gaps in the welfare system and forcing all agencies that work with children to work together. The minister has revealed in a series of media interviews how much personal interest he has in, impro- in improving the situation for disadvantaged children. State and municipal employees are the latest group to see a, uh, to start seeing <laughs> to start seeing a working week that is shorter than currently um, as part of their wages and contracts conditions. Challenges remain for implementation, but the outcome of trials and from other industries looks positive. And finally, Ari Eldjorn has become the first Icelandic stand-up to have his comedy show distributed internationally by Netflix. And Pardon My Icelandic immediately became the best and most popular show on the platform, per capita at least. Uh, so, where would you like to begin?
1: Well, we could begin with begin on the, on a positive note with Arias because um, he's, he's he's quite a different comedian, and uh, and it's his uh, positive um, way of doing comedy that I think really uh, well makes everybody comfortable with watching his comedy because there, there are so many comedians uh, in the world that are. Uh, Aim at shocking people, which can be hilarious, obviously. But Ari uh, Hald is is kind of the comedian. You're uh, you can sit down with your mom and dad, and you can, you can laugh together without uh, any any uh, you know crazy jokes regarding uh, sex life or or racism or, or anything of the sort. It's he uh, has a fascinating way of of doing comedy with. Uh, with his uh, ability of imitating people from, uh, like, like, making making fun of, of Danish people or making fun of Icelandic people, which he does a lot on this, on this comedy. I actually, had forgotten, but I was reminded uh, by my friend that we actually attended the recording in, in um some weeks or months back for this the series, which obviously is uh, all done in English and. It's is really good, uh, so I'm, I'm not at all surprised by the, the success. Mm. No, absolutely, and it's not like it's
0: it's family humor per, per se. It's not childish in any way, but it is very accessible and and yeah, not shocking, but also not predictable either.
1: No, not at all. It's just uh, we attended the same uh, elementary school. We we're, were raised in the same same. Uh, neighborhood in, in Reykjavik and, and Vestupajrat. He's all, always been very funny, but for the last 10 years, it's just been amazing to follow his progress and uh, you can say world fame at the moment.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's down to him personally, I believe. This isn't that Netflix didn't say, oh, we're looking for a new show, can you make one for us? He took this on, he set it up, he recorded it, and then he tried to sell it afterwards which was a bit of a gamble, and, and luckily it seems to have paid off.
1: Yeah, it seems like all his gambles uh, pay off these years. I mean, the, the shows he's been doing, the, the annual shows at House Bio have all been sold out and have replaced for many people, you know, the, the annual uh, feasts where people have been going to hotels. And they, they might exchange that for going annually to Ari uh, uh, show of uh, about... How this year was was funny and, and obviously he's been to festivals all around the world so yeah he's, he's one of our, our superstars
0: mm. for sure what do you see next for him i mean obviously there's no no world tours going on at the moment
1: <laughs> no that's also what's uh, it's almost like you know uh where everybody in his uh, profession is uh, is having a hard time I mean, obviously, a, a bit, there's a bit of a rise on doing the the Zoom gigs or Teams gigs uh, through comedy or music or whatever. But it's like he, he saw this uh, coronavirus thing coming, so hey, I'll, I'll just do this on Netflix, which will make 2020 also a successful year for me. Mm. Uh, I don't know. When you made it to Netflix, you, you've gone pretty far. But uh, I'm I, I must I just assume that uh people worldwide, when when we are allowed to go traveling again there will be plenty of, of festivals and, and people and maybe uh, high-profile celebrities that will want a to to host their parties and, and do some comedy.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um, having been there yourself, tell me, was it, <laughs> was it a room full of Icelanders pretending to be foreigners in the audience? Because he was talking about Icelanders like you may not be familiar with them. Were most of people there Icelandic?
1: Yes, I would say so. The great uh, I suspected so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think so. But but we we really, I think Icelandic people really like to laugh about about themselves. At least among Icelanders. I don't know. Maybe we'd feel less comfortable if if the room was full of of, of foreigners laughing at us. But mm. but uh, we laughing at ourselves. Um, certainly it was a very joyful night and uh, it was an easy going night we all knew it was being recorded for for uh, to be shown but I, I don't believe netflix was named at that time as you say maybe that that was uh part of the bigger plan but not not, not mentioned it was just uh, for an english-speaking speaking audience mm.
0: yeah and he he was doing pretty well with his english show in iceland um, I there were lots of tourists around anyway um, I think it was in Gambler b o was it he was doing them almost every week in the summertime um, and yeah, yeah and we're his, coming to his, see him
1: his, his English is, is fantastic I mean he, 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 yeah. he can almost speak English like a native so that really helps him obviously with his capability of uh, entertaining foreign crowds
0: yeah and he can do hooligan football chants just like a native so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, maybe we should uh, move on to something else now. Um, there was obviously, obviously, COVID news. Uh, the human rights court. Um, what do you think?
1: Well, we're, uh, there's a there's a new week, and uh, the prime minister was was celebrating yesterday that we've had uh, the the numbers we've had uh, in the month of December. After uh, what what is it? I think we had. Um, 60, 60 people diagnosed with Covid in, in Iceland as in December and, and 88% were in quarantine at the, mo- at the time where they were diagnosed. Mm. So that was a really good number and kind of sends a good message into this week where we're expecting, um, well, possibly tomorrow or Wednesday, that the, the Minister of Health will decide what next for us um i mean christmas is coming up but we were so close um, to seeing swimming pools open and and uh, gatherings of 20 people being allowed again when uh, when there was a uh, an increase again in the in, in coronavirus cases which which led to no changes mm. people are, are getting a, a bit fed up you can tell but um, the Broad majority, I think, has an understanding for the, for the actions taken. But uh, I think many people are have some hopes of, of changes that they can maybe go to the pools uh, before Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be small changes, isn't it? We're not looking at the nightclubs opening anytime soon. It's But yeah, it would be nice to go swimming. <laughs> it would be lovely.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's that. And, and uh, and that uh, Thorogler discussed this morning on a, on a radio show that uh, that uh, he mentioned that maybe he would get a bit more lenient regarding the stores which now have a a max capacity of, of 10 people unless they, they sell f- food mm. so that might be a change we'd see which would... Uh, a lot of people have been a bit frustrated waiting in lines outside uh, shops in the, the historic cold, you could say, in Iceland this, these past few days. So people would to see that, everybody uh, closing in on getting the Christmas presents in time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such an important time of year for, for the retail industry. And if they're not allowed to get people in, that's, um, well, very damaging,
1: yeah. Definitely. Although the retail uh, industry is is in Iceland is kind of the industry that has maybe not uh, suffered so much uh, this this year. They they seem to be doing better than ever because Icelandic people are, obviously are spending their money in Iceland more than ever. Mhm. And we did go through that whole period of
0: of things being kind of normal, at least from the shopping point of view, where people could. Could at least go in uh, without queuing outside. Yeah. Um, what about this protest at the weekend that the police are looking into? Is this cause for concern, or is just thirty or forty people that we don't need to worry about? <laughs>
1: um, I, I think uh, these these thirty to forty people represent in some way the one percent to ten percent in every country where you have a uh, a, a group of people that have, have real concerns and uh, or you could in some cases say conspiracy theories about the actions taken this year worldwide regarding the coronavirus and regarding its uh, severity or, or how, uh, how dangerous the virus is etc. Um, I mean I think uh, the great majority of, of Icelanders see this kind of as a a bit of a a bit of a joke but uh but there were concerns this weekend where where uh one of one of these people came to us that uh seemed to make the decision at the airport uh, neither to undergo testing or or go to two-week quarantine which is is required but the police has addressed that slightly a bit and, and uh, Said that they were looking in, into that matter. I mean, it, it's a bit difficult, yeah. I mean, many people want want the police to to take action, hard action against this, but, but there's this this fine line of you know, at the end of the day, the the likelihood of, of this person having actually having COVID isn't isn't, uh, isn't so much. So should the police go in full force and remove a protester from uh, from where this this protest protesting took place on saturday or or, or should they kind of you know try to do this a bit um, calmly and and keep the situation cool because that's one of the things that have gone well in iceland this year i think uh, many believe there people are the police uh, kind of are are giving uh, people a chance to you know Work with them, they want to work with people and, and not immediately go into uh, go into uh, finding and, uh, and punishing people for for wrongdoing, maybe rather trying to get people to see the the right way and and, and be part of the the majority that is, is working within the lines I mean, nobody wants
0: to test it nobody wants to go into two weeks quarantine um, so if there are no consequences for refusing both isn't there a danger that lots more people will do that when they arrive in the country
1: i would say so uh, and, and that's why i guess that the police has uh, has addressed it uh, and, and and said that action will be taken but but still you see the person uh, showing up to uh, showing up or protesting and Nothing being done in the place it's a it's a fine line and I understand it's tricky but but definitely i mean and they are taking things seriously at the airport uh, they are definitely uh um i mean you you arrive at the airport and you have the op- option of of just doing the testing and, and then you have a second test in five days and it's of no cost uh, since i think december first mm-hmm. or you go into f- uh, fourteen days of of quarantine and uh, the i think they've said. 98 99 percent of people choose to just do the test and, and get this over with in, in a few days but so i i'm not sure if if, uh, if you know if people would actually i think a lot of people the, the great majority would feel comfort in just getting the test done and because it's not only because most people want to be able to uh, have contact with other people you, you want to be able to go meet other people you know even though it's maybe a, a small group you want to be able to tell those people that you've, you've had testing you're confident that you don't have the virus that's kind of the worries the moment you you get a uh, a small cold or, or some throat uh you get sore in your throat or, or whatever you, you just don't feel well that, that immediately you start to think whoa who, who have i been contacting uh, what's going on should i have a test? Uh, you get people get worried i think uh, pretty fast so so just to have the you're coming from a foreign country there's a different different kind of virus there it's the coronavirus but it's a um, uh, you don't want that particular uh type of the virus to get into the country because that's what's been happening you, you get a new new type of the virus that, that starts a a new spread so to say so i th- i would imagine that most people that, uh, with, with good common sense, which in the end, I think, I hope is, is pretty common, uh, would uh, still decide to to do the, the testing, just not only for themselves, but for all, all the people that they, they want to meet and, and, and just people that pick up the same products at the, at the local store. Mm. Safety first.
0: Being tested isn't a very pleasant experience, but at least it's free. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, that's true. On, it's, it's free now.
0: Yeah A quick word on Vidish. Have we heard anything more since Friday, because uh, he went to hospital for checkups? It wasn't sure on Friday afternoon if he would stay overnight or not. You
2: no? Know? Um
1: No, Well, he, he, he went back on Friday, and I believe he's been home the majority of the time since uh, his, his uh, replacement, Raolas uh, on also a police officer officer he told us yesterday that that he had spoken to me there and he was feeling a bit better slightly better yesterday than he was on Friday the day he was taken in Uh, he was he was given some fluids on on Friday because uh, due to lack of what you say uh, fluids in his body yeah so it's been I think i think it's tomorrow it's been two weeks since he was uh, diagnosed so that's the, the 14 day period that uh, that people usually uh, carry the, the symptoms but um, yeah obviously wierenson has become like a a national treasure i guess uh, for some people he's been on the forefront uh, since day one he's obviously been known in, in the society for a longer time but but uh, all three likenir and and um, Alma and, and they've all been in the limelight I think I mean the there's a meeting today you know information meeting uh, taking place I think it's meeting number 143 or something uh, <laughs> they've basically been been there every single meeting and and answered every single question and, and kept their cool and are and obviously the, the, the ministers even though some people have been have criticised the, the way Vyder seems to have caught the virus by having guests at this place. The, uh, the Minister of Health and, and the Prime Minister say they have, uh, Vider ha, has their full support uh, mm. through this and, and have been really thanking his, his efforts in the, in the coronavirus year.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, I hope he makes a full recovery. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing him at the press briefings probably this week um, if he's still that sick. But um, yeah, you say fourteen days is kind of the the acknowledged cutoff point. He probably won't be contagious anymore, at least.
1: Um, no, exactly. And there will be uh, like today on Visa, we're 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 starting the annual Man of the Year uh, uh, voting, where well, people can can uh, have their say. Uh, uh, li- uh, we make a list of people, and, and I'm pretty sure Vigdís Finnsdóttir will be a, a name that we'll see a lot of on that mm. list. Definitely,
0: yeah. Um, we are running out of time, so maybe just one more topic. Um, how do you fancy the Ásmundarins um, Children's Bill?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. It's uh, it's uh, it's something that's been in the in the pipeline for. a uh, for a long time, I'd say, and um, it's—I mean, there are many, many things uh, in Iceland. I mean, every year, obviously, the ministers, uh, parliament—I mean, they're, they're discussing what what you want the money to go into. And uh, but I think this is kind of debatable. I mean, uh, there's the, the rights and welfare of, of children is a question, and uh, I think. Uh, most people agree that things have not been uh, nearly well enough taken care of it for many years. So it seems to be a, a great support for, for his for his bill and the changes he, he seems to make and uh, he wants to make. I think it was kind of put into the a new perspective, the, the, um, the changes he wants to make after he gave a a long interview about his own problems uh, in childhood he he discussed i believe for the first time uh, the troubles he had uh, as a child um, due to uh, alcoholism alcoholism in his family Um, he described uh, uh, changing schools regularly going from place to place and and meeting new men that uh, his his mother was uh, was uh, getting to know. There were new men in his uh, in his household again and again. Some some were okay, but others troubled him. And uh, it was kind of I think it's a an experience, obviously uh, children all over the world, uh, at Iceland as well, find when they're growing up, and and, and support not there when needed.
0: Mm. It seems to me that the core of what he's trying to do is to stop children, any individual children sort of falling through the gaps. And that is by making sure that their schools and their even their sports clubs, but also the court system and the hospitals, that they all, I guess, stand guard and and, and look out for the interests of each individual child and talk to each other.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, I think that's the 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 big change that he wants. All these different parts, where the, where the kids come exactly, and and the, the they do their sports uh, or, or their music, and they they go to school, and and uh, you know you have partner, you know the, the, the child welfare system, and then you you have the schools, all these different places where where the where an issue might be realized, and it seems that. These different um, institutions have not been working well enough together so that's the big change that he wants to get through the, um, so the support for the kids can be as much as possible mm. and it's kind
0: of formalizing the route of uh, of communication because obviously I imagine a lot of these connections are there anyway but this is sort of putting it into law
1: yeah, they'll, they'll they'll be they'll they'll have to work together. That's the that's uh, what's supposed to be a uh, uh, new change uh, because all all change in institutions and in, and in, in Iceland is the, I mean it's you know it's sometimes described that uh, it's it's like you know, it's it's like di- dinosaurs the the system the change is. Uh, it's so hard to make changes when you've been doing things a certain way for a long, long time. So so now uh, putting this into law, requiring these institutions to work together and, uh, and even though, how, how, however difficult it, it may be, um, change is supposed to uh, go through with this, this new bill, which I, I hope will be a, a successful change for I mean we were all kids and we we're all raising kids and there will be kids so so the the interest of, of the society is, is great is there a danger though of
0: forcing a sort of a flood of paperwork that sort of overwhelms people because if you're forcing on each individual contact point with the child to, to fill in a forms and things it might reduce their capacity to deal with Real children in, in in the real world is that a danger?
1: I'm not an expert uh, on, on the on the subject, but uh, I think it's 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 always a it's always a danger. But uh, I would think that if uh, if these institutions are, are rowing in the same direction, uh, that the paperwork, although a, a challenge, probably and uh, maybe a danger, would uh, would be a minor uh, compared to the major. Uh, Help that that uh, this might be and should be and hopefully
0: will be for the for the kids. Yeah, great. Um, just before we finish, I want to point out, Vici Pundres, um, you are still doing Polish news um, every day, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and the the meetings on on Mondays and, and Thursdays are are in Polish, so so people can get the. The news information from the authorities on the on the coronavirus
0: yeah. so yeah. yeah there's another one of those in well, 11 o'clock this morning um i imagine that will happen before this program goes out but yeah absolutely is it important to be communicating and keeping keeping these channels open with the international community
1: definitely definitely well hopefully we have a, a few more weeks maybe months and then we can then uh, the weekend and other programs will be uh, not be so COVID-related uh, anymore. We'll, we'll we'll remember the COVID year and, and can look towards the future.
0: Absolutely, wouldn't that be brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, the week in Iceland will be back as usual next Monday, the fourteenth of December, on roof.as forward slash English. Ruv English on Facebook through the Ruv app and your favorite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Kolbe Timitadasson, to and also to Lydia Gretas.it for running the technical side of things. We finish today with a heartfelt song from one of Iceland's most popular artists of the day. This is Eidus with Ljudu For now. <laughs>
2: Veit þú hatað þér horfa á Ekkert sem ég segi breyti því sem afa þá Ég þór ekki að koma hugsununum mínum í Ég get ekki anda hvað var þú mitt að lát. Ég byrð því fljóði burtúfa Ég hendla því ekki ljúva. Ég hata að horfa á því, flörandi, í kringum, búrið mið, flúðu burt og það. Reyni að taka þetta inn, ég reyni að skoða lituna, ég svart Sýgin pínur til að finna eitthvað En þú ert alltaf þann í reiknum dansandi Skellir bjalla, elskan ekki dæ, mami. Er ég rasandi að það standandi Barnað eilífuleitandi hvergi landi Fyrirgjöfðu allt sem að ég gerði þér Fyrirgjöfðu ég er að reyna að vinni mér Vona að þú sjáir að ég vildi vel Það svo marsi minn er a vara Veit að þú ert fórt í sömmun allt að fylgja mér Ég lærði svo bara því að vera nála þér Gullregnið í gardinum Bústæðurinn þar sem við horfðum eftir stjörnunum Vondina minn sem þú viltir í bráða refinum Fyrir gefðu að ég festist í mér ningunum Með skott á milli lapanna á hausinskýjunum Ég byrði hvít að þú var breytin úr vengjunum Ég byrði fljúðum too far, yeah, and last you Crush it loud, let it flow, and hey. Crush it loud,